So when I broke away from that and I saw the light, I was like, yikes, three years of this? Crazy. There's freedom, there's, there's freedom out there and there is life. There is life out there, outside of this thing, for real. Real men, real stories, real life. This is the Belated Exchange Podcast. It's your boy, Zach. Welcome to the Belated Exchange Podcast. I'm glad you all could tune in. As you know, us men keep a lot of things to ourselves, not willing to share the innermost thoughts and feelings with anyone. What I've come to realize is that generally, we are all battling with the same things, and most of the time, it's alone. This show will begin to break that behavior and start to open up more of a conversation. In part one of Sex Drive, we heard the battles that Jelade faced in trying to say no to premarital sex on multiple occasions. In part two, we go a little bit more deeper. Let's get straight to it. To this day, it still haunts me. I wish I never, I, to this day, I regret ever losing my virginity. If I had, if I could rewind time, man, I'd get a chastity belt, whatever it is, just to stop myself from doing anything. Because it's a very... You know what? I think I think a lot of a lot of Christian dudes would probably probably say that. I think my life would be easier if I didn't have sex initially. What? When I did, to, like yeah. a lot a lot more easier. But then at the same time, you know, living in this world as a guy, like like ha- having sex with a girl or or knowing how to navigate the bedroom is is a point of respect, and and True. and it allows you to relate to a lot of people too in that True. sense. You're right, but like at what cost? That's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the cost for me because, like, I've always believed that the easiest things to do tend to have the most serious consequences, whether good or bad, right? And I'll be honest, like, I say this now as someone who's very close to his 30s, right? Like, I turned 30 later this year, and sex is not a hard thing to come by because we both want it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's for not sure. It's not hard. Like, the myth of it, you know, that myth of guy of guys being told girls are hard to, to get, it's a lie. If a, if Might a woman, be. It, it, like honestly, like I, I've I might as well that. be on Uber Eats. You just come on, straight to your dough. Now for real, and that's no disrespect, <laughs> and that's no disrespect to women at all, because yeah, yeah. ultimately we are all driven by fleshly desires. You know, like kudos to you if you've been able to withstand close to your thirties and you've done nothing. Like you know, if you've never watched pornography and you've never had sex, kudos to you. Like you must be from a village like that has no concept of the internet, or you were raised in an Amish home, whatever it is. Like you are blessed, you know, because it's, it's something that is very easy to come by. And I could definitely say that my um, my foray into the physical side of things was definitely spurned on by my exposure to pornography at a very, very, very young age, right? Um, and how I was able to stay away from it, like sex itself for so long, on you know, is, is a wonder in itself. Um, but looking back, I'm like... It's not it's not worth the, the disappointment that follows. And it's not even disappointment in the woman or or in the act. It's more disappointment in yourself. Like it feels like you let someone down. And I didn't know who I was letting down. Like I always felt like I was letting someone down. And when I read the Bible and I got more to understand my relationship and my closeness with God that, that Jesus had created through his sacrifice, I was like, That's who I dis- so that's who I disappointed. Because I keep, this is gonna sound weird, right? Like whenever I've been in a situation like that where I've where I've done something wrong, I hate I hate I hear gospel music in my ears. Mm. There, there's actual gospel playing, and it's gospel for my country, like Yoruba gospel. And I'm yeah. like that, and you know, as I've grown older, I've learned that to be, I guess you can call it the conscience, but that's just God saying, 
flee. Like the Bible says, flee from temptation. Right? That's that's God yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to tell me, turn away. Like I've given you the power to turn away, but I would always succumb because I was weak. You know, I don't feel bad anymore because I've you know because of grace and and you know I don't believe I'm defined by my past actions like kind of thing, but. I just regret have, having done it in the first place and I wish I didn't have to do it to have the clarity I have now because I, I have some brothers that have the clarity I have without having done those things. Hmm. And I'm like, see, he doesn't, he doesn't have to be that way but I'm still grateful for the salvation that Jesus has provided for me to, to still come back to him anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, just actually as a side note, do you have any friends that are virgins? Yeah. So nice. like, yeah, 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 I do, I do. Um, okay. and they, they're proud of it but he also told me how hard it is for them to sometimes hold on to that which is real and you know I get it so I have friends that are variants yeah you know what's funny I, I don't think I mean I like to think I know my friends quite mm. well but I, I don't actually think I have any friends that are virgins what? like not one I don't even think the closest I, I think I think it was like last year I was chilling at at a friend's house there was maybe about two girls and and two guys or something like that, and there was one dude and he was a virgin, and that was I was just like, well, damn, I ain't been around a virgin in so long. Mm. Like this was new to me. I was looking at him like he was at the zoo, like mm. wow, that's a creature. <laughs> I was over there trying to read a description about him because I ain't I ain't never seen one of those. You feel what, what? I'm saying? Like, or well, not in a long time anyway. So I was just curious. Um, but in, in terms of your friendship groups, are majority of you guys virgins or or or? It's a mix. It a, a 50 split? It's a mix. I couldn't tell you because I haven't like asked every one of them to be like, yo, you know, kind of thing. But in, in conversations, like, for example, <laughs> I've got like, my, mm. my, so my closest friends, I would say, are, I've got two groups of closest friends. The ones that I've gained in the last two years from this church that I've been attending and we're like close. Like we talk about everything. We hang out. And I've got my guys from way before that I've known, that I've come up with and we're still very close and we have similar conversations but not all of them are from the Christian faith, right? Some of them are from Muslim backgrounds and or um, agnostic backgrounds, right? So, but I have the same conversations because I can't, you know, like the gospel has led me to believe it can't be lukewarm. I need to be the same everywhere, right? So it's, it's like that for me. So they know why I stand on both sides. And on both sides, I would say more on the Christian side, I have more virgin friends. But I also have, even within the Christian side that I'm talking about, there are still guys that have had, you know, the same experiences as me. And they're like, yeah, we wish we didn't have those um, as well. So it's, it's a mix, I guess. On um, Yeah, it's a mix. Okay. So talk me through the process of picking yourself up after failing at, you know, uh, not having sex. Because oftentimes, I think we can all get discouraged when we have a goal in mind. Uh, a thing that we want to do and we end up not achieving that goal in this instance, uh, wanting to abstain from sex and ultimately just falling into it. Um, that can be really discouraging in terms of picking ourselves back up to get back on track to right. to to the initial goal of not having sex again after that point. But talk me through the process for you um, in order to pick yourself back up to then go long periods of time without having a. Uh, Sexual intercourse. So um, I guess initially it was it was my able my ability to abstain was based on the fact that I wasn't driven by it. So it was it was purely like, you know, I guess a, a worldly measure and not in a sinful way. I mean, I'm just like I'm just not driven. So, and I don't talk to girls that much. So, you know, less likely for me to happen, right? I was to keep myself, you know, focused on my work and and stuff. And I guess my work helped me because I was always away or not around people. Um, 
so that helped but then when i got into this church right it was really the word that helped me and i say that because in the church i went to we had this challenge they gave us this task of covering the bible and we all had to like designate a leader for a certain book in the new testament and then groups people would join that group and then whatever and i remember i'd only been in the church for like a few months or something and they had asked the congregation who wants to take hebrews and my hand went up by itself literally by itself i don't know what possessed me and they go oh the new guy all right cool you take hebrews now you're in charge of that group and i was like uh okay and prior to then i had not really opened the bible in a very 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 long time so I started to, you know, learn Hebrews for the sake of my group to, to lead us through discussions and presentations because we had to present it to the entire church, right? What we had mm. learned from Hebrews. And I remember reading Hebrews. And this is why I say Hebrews is the book of um, Act Like You Know. Because it is. Like, Hebrew, like Paul's comes through saying, listen, fam, you know what the word says. Act like you know, because you know the consequences. And he was talking about not only sexual immorality, but he was talking about um, it is impossible for more sacrifices for sins to be given after you've accepted, you know, Jesus fell on those lines. And I felt, I felt like a huge pang of guilt of like, yeah, buddy. So it's got to change because you know the word, everything he's saying, you know, and it would feel like you're throwing Jesus back to the wolves again. You know, if you do this over and over again, it was also it was also inspired. My 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 reluctance to engage in intercourse was also um, inspired by the the brotherhood I'm a part of, the fellowship brotherhood, in terms of like um, also you know to do with the faith, but also to do with um, us as men, and I guess me specifically being a black man, how we treat our women, like what other ways can we show love that doesn't always lead to this and understanding that a lot of women found it hard to believe christian men when they said they were really christian men because a lot of christian men were doing all this madness right and i'm like cool i'm not the same as them but i need to show more care for god's children um and i want to be a better man period i want to i want to be able to master my urges because i feel like not only can i show women better support but what else can i use this time that would have gone to these carnal desires for you know what i'm saying like what more can I do for the world, the community, instead of engaging in these things that take time that shouldn't have to take up? You know, what more can I, what more can I free myself up for in God's hands? You know, there was like, what, what, what can you use me for? Cause I, was, I think about all the great things he's done for me, right? And I'd be like, I feel like I'm shortchanging God by doing all these other stuff. That is not nice. Let me, let me put myself in God's hands. So I had like a few break, if spiritual breakdowns where, I felt like God was saying, let me take care of you. Like, give yourself to me kind of thing. And then, again, having the brother around me kept me accountable. I was able to, like, talk about what I'm going through. And and even this church, one thing that helped us was when we had a, we had a men's week what, late last year, middle of last year. And they asked me to lead one of the evenings in terms of, like, scripture. And I was like, oh, what, you want me to, me? Like. <laughs> okay because people know me as a, a you know they know me for my work and they know me as a poet right so they were like you can lead one of the sessions and you know you can find out what topic you can lead and I didn't know what I was going to lead because like me I feel like a hypocrite what am I going to lead in the church and then I literally the night before God came to me like talk about lust talk about sins of the flesh and um, we had this worship night it was beautiful like we were all like 
giving ourselves to God in that moment. And we had like a huge round table with like even the elders in the church. Like this church is very uncanny. It's a weird one. Like it's African. Well, it's multi multicultural. So it's white, black, whatever, but run by Africans who are very un-African-like, even though they are very much from that era of Africanness. But they're very down. They're very like, they, they want to help. They want to understand. They don't judge. And I'm like, whoa, where were you when I was younger? Like I needed this environment. And they were all involved in the conversation, listening to us talking about pornography and lust and dealing with temptation and abstinence. And they were there on this, like, yeah, like, you know, when we were younger, we, we've been like you, you know? And I'm like, whoa, like we can have this conversation. And I was leading it. And one by one, the brothers were opening up about what they were dealing with in regards to um, sexual sin, right? And, and it was beautiful for us to like release that. Because the Bible talks about the power in confessing not only to God, but also to your brothers in Christ, that the freedom in that, the reason why we're supposed to do that is because we're, it allows us to stay accountable to each other. So all these different things were helping me to recover from sins of the past. I had to learn to let go of the past fully of like, the, you know, the Bible says the old is past, you know, God doesn't hold on to these things. So why am I, you know, it was hard for me to comprehend at first that God would let go of, a, of, of someone's like, you know, how do I say physical browsing history, right? But he does let go <laughs> of it. He really lets go. And it's not for me to hold on. Like there is no redemption in holding on to what I was. You know, it doesn't matter if these women still have this idea of me of, oh, he was great. And it's like, that's their own thing to handle, you know, it's whatever. For me, it's knowing that I don't have to do these things anymore. God doesn't hold it against me anymore and i want to be able to so when i think about that first relationship i was in that wasn't physical um like the good times were really good like we were really getting to know each other and, and have fun and there was no like physical awkwardness in terms of like um me me doing things i shouldn't do it was genuinely fun and for all purposes i guess intended a, a very christ-like relationship and i'm like i want that again Mm. You know, I really want that again. I really want to be able to just not that I find it hard to be around women now in general. No, it's not a problem. I can hang with women and it's no issue. Like it's it's totally fine. Um, you know, whether I'm attracted to them or not, there is just no issue. I don't have any sexual urges driving me to do anything. I've never been that guy. But I I I'm waiting for the day. I would rather I'm looking forward to the day where I can now say I'm intentionally being celibate. Not because I'm you know, I'm looking at you in terms of your faith, but because I want to be. Because I'm supposed to be, God is asking me to be, because there is there is a sanctity of that act that is supposed to be kept until that's supposed to be observed during marriage, and nothing else. Because I want to show that I appreciate you for you, and I'm loving you as Christ loved the church, you know, kind of thing. Um, so that's something I'm driven by. Like, cool. If us guys are talking about changing the narrative, we can't wait until marriage to do that. We start from now whilst we're single. You know, um, it starts so now. Would you, so what hope is there for... So if you had a brother come up to you and say, listen, though, I've been eating this forbidden fruit and mm. I like it. Mm. Yeah, I mm. like it. Because mm. don't get it twisted. This, <laughs> the fruit is sweet. We know Is this. there hope for me, bro? We know Is this. there hope? There is definitely hope. And the hope is, is in repentance. You know, God, Jesus has created a path for us to be, to be absolved of sin. Obviously, Romans has made it clear that we should not continue to sin to abuse mercy, right, or grace. But God, Jesus has made it easy for us because if this was if this was Old Testament, we'd be done and done. Like it's like yeah, finish, finish yeah, before we even. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Right, right at the <laughs> gate from the first from the first affair, we'd be out like done. 
um, if not halfway through, you know what I'm saying? Because God be like that. But, um, you know, Jesus came through like, look, I've, I've made a way for you guys to keep getting mercy, but just don't abuse it because one day this will run out. <laughs> and when it does, don't say I didn't tell you. So, and, and, and that's the thing. We are all out here meant to be making that known so we don't stop anyone else from being absolved of their sin. You know what I'm saying? We are all accountable. We are all responsible to a certain degree for someone else's salvation. So if anyone wants to come to me, I've, in fact, my, my younger brother, he's like 20. Oh my God, he's growing so much. He's like 22 now, right? We have very frank conversations, you know, more more now more, now more than ever because, you know, we've really just gotten closer in our relationship. You know, and, and him being a young adult now, he sees things that he might need some more understanding, you know, as so he comes to me, right? because um, I'm the closest thing he has to like a, a senior member and we have conversations he would tell me about girls and I'm like yeah no it's cool like you know talk to girls it's cool just you know don't if she invites you to her house I would say no <laughs> you know just mm-hmm. don't go there go, go to a podcast yeah yeah make sure I'm seen in public that's my guy you know just and I, I and you know I used to keep my, my past from him like you know but then I opened up like you know I've, I've done these things and I don't know whether my brother's a virgin or not. Like, I'm not going to press him for it because I want him to be able to come to me and, and tell me if he if he is or isn't. But I let him know the truth of my experiences. Like, well, I've done, you know, I've done these things and uh, it doesn't feel great. Like, the, you know, the like you said, the fruit feels good in the moment, but the consequences are dire. And if you're really trying to be a child of God, we can't be doing these things. You know, it's just not the way to go. So I would tell anyone that if you're if you're in a sort of like, and I'll, I'll be very frank, if you're in a, in a physical bondage, because it, it can be that. If you're addicted to this thing, it's bondage, right? It's that simple. If you're in a, in a place where you just can't say no, or you keep getting caught in it, whether it's to do with a woman or pornography, there is freedom for you. It won't be easy, but it's doable. And I tell you, I can tell you for free that me not doing these things, I feel amazing. I feel happy. I don't, like living with regret is a, is long and I was living with regret for a long time after each of these situations right um and I feel I've never felt so free in my life because I feel like I have so much more to give beyond that thing because that thing is very insignificant I'll be very honest sex is a very insignificant thing um it's it's so brief it's insignificant that's what that's why I'm convinced it's insignificant because it's so brief it's not it doesn't give you the same high as like you know um you finishing a book or, or, or some sort of vocational experience that you that you work so hard to master and achieve. Sex is a very brief thing that the danger is in the fact that you're chasing that brief high. And right. if you make that your God, there is a problem there. Because God's salvation is much more than that and lasts longer. You know, mm. we can't make sex an idol. It's It's a backwards thing. Like it's it just it's very dangerous, and I feel like if you are in bondage of that thing, whether it's the family structures you came from that that made you feel like you need to do this thing to prove your worth as a man, no. I don't care what women say in terms of like, oh, a man who's not good in the sack is not a man at all. That's for the birds. Like it's there's there's more to life than that, because the same women that will say these things, even if you're good in the sack, if you're not good as a man, period. Like in terms of making them feel safe and taking care of them or yourself, they will leave you for another guy. So sex doesn't keep anyone. They don't let no one fool you. Sex can't keep no one. And I thought that was the case with the, that you know long relationship I was in, that toxic one. 
you know, part of me had been convinced that maybe that is something. And my, my friends told me that, do you know that the reason why you keep ending in this situation is because of the sex? Because you two have nothing going on. There's no emotional connection here anymore. So it can only be that thing that's keeping you guys together. And that's a problem. Mm. So when I broke away from that and I saw the light, I was like, yikes, three years of this? Crazy. There's freedom. There's, there's freedom out there and there is life. There is life out there, outside of this thing, for real. Are there any any more last words? I feel like that was really a good roundup and <laughs> conclusion, but, I mean, is there anything you want to say after that, or, or you um, want to leave it there? I think, you know what, I'll just say this, like, that there are women out there who understand. There are women out there who, who, who can join you in this, I won't call it a battle, you know, and I call it a journey. There are women out there that will, are willing to join you on this, of this journey of, Celibacy and celibacy doesn't mean you are punishing yourself. Celibacy is discipline. Mm. It's a good discipline, because in the absence of that thing, what more can you be useful for? You know, I'm, I'm preparing yourself for. Um, it 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 is if you're if you are a man trying to tell yourself that I'll discipline myself in marriage, that's that's wrong because you already know in marriage you're not supposed to be you know. Um, restrictive of this thing unless you're you know doing a religious thing but you can't say you're going to teach your kids how to be not like you if you're not stopping yourself from being like that now so it's all it's all discipline now so there are women out there who understand in fact i see many women on twitter who are like it's hard to find a celibate christian man yeah <laughs> and i'm like i bet <laughs> i i get it you know i i get it and i'm sure it's hard for no it is it is it is it's not a lot not a lot of cats out there Trust me, and I have had conversations with women, and I and I say to them, "Would you be celibate?" And they're like, "Ah, no, I don't know." So part of me is like it's the same on both sides, I guess. But I do know some women who are really about that life of celibacy. Oh yeah, so they are sure. out there, you know. So just just pray to God for the guidance. And my mother always says this prayer of, "I'm going to pray for your flesh of your flesh, bone of your bone, and spirit of your spirit," which means you know people that are aligned with the same values as you do. So just keep praying for that. And keep reading the word and you will find ways around it and don't hide what you're going through talk to your brothers talk to your pastor sharing these burdens makes it easy for you to be to be abstinent because they can check on you and keep you going as well mm -hmm. and and yeah that's all i'll say and if she invites you over don't go <laughs> or, or get one Tell of your boys to call you park. Yeah, well, let's get get one of your boys to call you at a certain time to make sure you don't do certain things you know what i'm saying that's all i'll say i feel that i yeah. feel that all right, cool, man. Well, appreciate your time. I'm uh, thankful that you were able to share such details, and I hope, uh, well, I know a lot of people will benefit from it. So oh, I hope so. Thanks you. Uh, but bless you, bro. I appreciate you making this platform. You know, it's been a blessing. And that concludes our two-part series. There was a lot of gems that would drop, and I hope you were able to pick them up and put them in the bag. Keep an eye out for more episodes. We have a lot of guests lined up and even more topics to talk about. If you enjoyed this, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Belated Exchange Podcast, where we drop more content around these topics. Share with a friend to help support. And with that being said, we out. Peace. Real men. Real stories. Real life. This is the Belated Exchange Podcast.